Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for a Tuesday edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How you doing? I'm well. Excellent. Lots of news today. Some news today. Um, some of it's a little bit older that I missed, so whatever. First news, this is not old. Um, Disney Cruise Line recently added a number of accessible excursions for ports around the world through a partnership with Accessible Travel Solutions. These new port adventures offer... Oh, these new port adventure offerings aim to take guests beyond the windshield view and off the bus into the action. Disney feels their no-hassle excursions are perfect for seniors and those with with limited mobility, taking guests on step-free routes at historical sites, wheelchair-friendly tropical beaches, and enchanting easy-to-navigate town squares, national parks, museums, and more. Since I did such a good job of describing it, why don't you tell everybody what some of the excursions or the places that they're offering them are? Sure. So a lot of these, uh, well, all of these excursions are considered to be handicap accessible. And they are on uh, Norway cruises, Netherlands, Barcelona, St. Kitts, Norway, uh, Barbados, Spain, France, uh, St. Lucia, Italy, Denmark, Ireland, Norway, again, Italy, Finland, Bermuda, Italy, Italy, St. Petersburg, Russia, St. Thomas, and St. John. Uh, But I think the big ones are going to be in uh, those areas where the Disney Cruise Lines have permanent cruises, and those would be the Caribbean and Bahamian itineraries. So in Nassau, there is now an excursion that is accessible to the Pirate Museum and Fort Charlotte. And then on the Western Caribbean cruise, um, there is accessibility now. In Cozumel, there's an accessible Mayan experience, tequila and beach. And there's an accessible beach and sea lion show. In Jamaica, they have an accessible waterfall, wildlife and shopping excursion. And then, um, let's see, St. Kitts for the Eastern I think that's Eastern Caribbean, right? So we haven't ever done the Eastern, so we're not right. as on top of that. St. Kitts has an accessible Romney Manor and Brimstone Forest. Fortress. I'm sorry, Fortress. I think St. Lucia. And there was one more. St. Lucia is the accessible Python Mountains and Diamond Waterfalls. So um, there's some good choices. Uh, if things do not book enough, then you can choose to do these as a private excursion, but they're going to be more costly, but they would still be offered. But it's nice of Disney to have excursions that are now accessible to all. I think it's in everyone's best interest. I mean, they're looking to make money on the excursions. There's lots of people who travel, especially as, you know, larger families. You have grandparents. Um, We've traveled uh, with grandparents, um, one of whom is not quite so mobile, uh, it was just a four-day cruise, so there weren't a lot of stops. We didn't really get we didn't get off in Nassau anyway. But even at Castaway, it's not easy to you know take someone who can't walk right um, there to do things. You know they've got the uh, beach wheelchairs and that kind of thing. But um, that's this is nice that they've got things specifically geared towards people who can't do the walks. Right, and you know when I say uh, I think I said handicap accessible, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have a handicap. But there are certain instances where people may need a scooter, uh, which was, you know, my mother's case is Mm -hmm. she does, you know, she walks and she's not confined to her scooter, but a scooter makes her that much more uh, mobile. 
And I, and I think that's what the idea is here. Um, so kudos to Disney. For yeah, and I mean, we didn't go through all of the European ones, but I think those are actually the ones that are the most useful because from what I've heard, we have not done um, a European cruise, but the because the cities are so old, they are not easily accessible. So you can't just decide that you're going to tool around. I mean, if you um, port in Key West, that's fairly accessible. You could probably get off... Um, you know, sort of tool around on your own, even with a wheelchair, and that would be fine. But if you're getting off in Rome, right? It's those streets are not accessible. So to have you know, sort of a handicapped van or something that'll take you around and bring you to certain stops is, um, you know, definitely going to make the cruise more enjoyable for those people. All right. So um, now that we've covered the cruise line news, back to the parks. Uh, Epcot has introduced some new food and wine merchandise. You want to give the heads up on that? Yeah, there's, of course, a ton of it because everyone loves merch. Um, they have Food and Wine Festival uh, Minnie Mouse ears, sort of rose gold ears with um, like a cupcake in the middle, which my daughter Isabel is not fond of because there is no bow. They do look a little bit funny. Um, so they also have hats, wine bags, cutting boards, T-shirts. Um, some of the merchandise features figment who uh, they feature on a lot of the food and wine. He's become sort of the unofficial mascot, I think, of Food and Wine Festival. Right. Uh, beer mugs, serving dishes. They had a, like a six-beer uh, pack holder. And a lanyard a lanyard with a wine glass. It's like, can you see that? It's like, mm. it's like an insulated wine glass that hangs from a holder around your neck. So, um, And it looks like maybe it wouldn't slosh around. So I think that's nice for every day, but especially for... Uh, for food and wine festival, right. um, they had a rolling pin, and it's got little Mickey heads all over it. So it looks like when you roll with it, it'll make impressions of Mickey heads all over your pastry, which I think is fabulous. Um, insulated wine tumblers, and of course, fridge magnets. Nice. Yeah. Um, also announced, designer Minnie Mouse ears have begun to be released, and Disney has announced that you can purchase three of the newest releases before they go on sale to the general public. From Her Universe, Shag, and Gerard Mayuriyama in the Disney Dream Store at the D23 Expo. Uh, this already popular Minnie Mouse ear headband designed by Loungefly and inspired by classic Disney parks, attractions, characters, and food is set to be released on September 6, 2009 at the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, and online at DisneyShopping.com. Here is the, scheduled, uh, the schedule of the rest of the Designer Minnie Mouse Ears, Shag on August 26th, The Lounge Fly September 6th, Heidi Klum uh, September 28th, Her Universe October 4th, Uh, there's a whole slew of them here on the next page, Jared Meyer Yama Fall 2019, Coach Ears Fall of 2019, The Blondes Winter of 2019, Joe Rohde, maybe it'll just be a big (laughs) earlobe. Uh, April of 2020, Vera Wang, Spring of 2020, Cupcakes and Cashmere, I'll take a cupcake, Spring of 2020, Her Universe, Spring of 2020, Kevin Rafferty, Spring of 2020, Carly Kloss, Spring of 2020, John Coulter, 2020, uh, Summertime. These ears are going to be priced somewhere between 58 and $600, depending upon the designer. That's crazy. It is. I mean, yeah, you can probably get, I don't know. Who's not expensive? Maybe I don't know. Is cupcakes and cashmere expensive? I'm trying to look and see which one would probably not be bad. I don't know. I don't know that much about fashion, but I can tell you which ones would be expensive. Uh, I can tell you that the Coach, the Vera Wang, 
and I don't know where Joe Rody will fall. Is he going to be like inexpensive because he's not really I think a designer? Joe is going to be inexpensive, but Heidi uh, Klum will probably be expensive. I think that Coach and Vera Wang are definitely going to be the six hundred dollar ears. I want Coach ears. Do you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm never going to get a coach purse. Maybe I'll get coach, yeah, coach ears. Well, you know, you're not putting on $600 ears and <laughs> $110 park tickets. And there you go. That's a grand right there. I know. Crazy. All right. So speaking of making money, uh, as the mouse continues to do, uh, Disney reached a milestone this weekend by becoming the first movie studio to ever have five movies released in one year that have grossed over a billion dollars at the worldwide box office. Uh, Toy Story 4 is the latest movie to cross that billion-dollar mark. So far this year, Disney's box office has accounted for nearly $8 billion. So we have Avengers Endgame at $2.79 billion, The Lion King at $1.43 billion, Captain Marvel at $1.128 billion, Aladdin at $1.03 billion, and Toy Story at $1.01 billion. Uh, don't forget that we also have Frozen 2 and Star Wars Episode 9 coming out in 2019. So Disney will probably break their own record of 5 with 6 and then break 6 with 7. It's nuts. They own the entertainment industry for sure. It is. And they, I believe Disney films with the purchase of Fox accounts for 40% of all movies. Yeah. I mean, it actually even seems like more than that, but 40% yeah. obviously is a good chunk. Right. Um, and they're all good movies. They put out good, they put out uh, good content. So everyone's watching it and waiting for them, especially with the Marvel movies. You know I mean? Right. I think there was, there was hype over Endgame well before it actually came out. Mm-hmm. How did anyone even know it was really going to be that good? Right. But. Well, track record. I guess. That's... Yeah. And, um, and that's just it. You know, there have been a few clunkers out of 22 Marvel Cinematic Universe films, but not that many. Which one's a clunker? Uh, I think Thor Dark World. Second Thor with the Frost Giants. Oh. Yeah, well, I like anything with Thor in it. Yeah, that's true. So I wouldn't consider that a clunker, but okay. I would. Iron Man 2 was kind of bad. All right. That was a long time ago. I don't remember that it movie. Was. Yeah. Not many people do. All right. Well, over at Animal Kingdom, um, at Restaurantosaurus, they opened a fast, casual dining experience that first opened back on June 12th. It's open only for dinner. Um, during dinner hours, this portion of the existing restaurant is known as Restaurantosaurus Burgers and Sundays. One side of the restaurant stays the simple quick service and the other side becomes that fast casual option. Um, this new dining option allows guests to make reservations ahead of time for a table in, in that separate section of the restaurant. You're also given the ability to order from a separate menu of gourmet burgers. I don't know if you're just given the ability to, if you have to. Um, for one price, you receive an entree, a side, and a non-alcoholic drink. You can uh, purchase an alcoholic beverage additionally. Uh, allergy-friendly menus are available, and it's a, a set price. So for adults, it's $22.99, and for children, 3 to 9 it's $14.99. The burger patties are made with a different meat mix than the standard menu. Um, it's a blend of ground beef chuck brisket and short ribs, and the burgers are served on buttered brioche buns. Uh, Let's see. So once you arrive at the restaurant, you'll find a podium set up to the left side of the entrance where cast members check in guests with a reservation. Uh, Dinner is offered between 4 and 7.30 p.m. Walk-ins, it's subject to availability, but currently it hasn't quite caught on yet. I don't think it's terribly busy yet. 
Uh, once you've checked in, you're given a chalkboard with your name and table number and directed to a separate register for ordering. Um, it's a similar process to ordering at other quick service locations. Uh, you'll also get a paper voucher that you can redeem later for two scoops of ice cream. And when you redeem it for those two scoops of ice cream, they have like a Sunday topping bar. So that's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, after you've placed your order, you're directed into the dining room towards your table. All right. It's an... I was tired of reading oh, it. I didn't sure. know if you wanted to keep going. Uh, the fun part of the meal is that each table is covered with white drawing paper and you get a bucket of dinosaur stencils and crayons. And then the topping bar is set up with a variety of sauces on one side and ice cream toppings on the other. In addition to your typical ketchup and mustard, there is there are four house-made dipping sauces such as buffalo, barbecue mustard, ketchup mayo, and horseradish. The food is then brought out to your table on rolling trays. Now, that seems like it's fun. Um, I do like the concept of... Well, you know what? I don't know if I like the concept of fast casual. I do like the fact that you can make reservations. Right. Um, I do like the fact that, you know, we talked about this the other day, people who go into a quick service restaurant and go and grab the food when the line, or go, mm -hmm. go and grab a table when the line is 20 minutes long yep. by making a reservation and you can't, you are directed to seating after you place your order. I like that concept. Right. Um, I do like the, the prefix menu, you know, cause it's, it's pretty much a unified cost, but it's only, it's only burgers. If you have one person in your family that wants a chicken sandwich. Yeah, do they not? Have, oh, they have a chicken sandwich. They do have a chicken sandwich. Hand-breaded chicken sandwich. Okay. So, well, so of go. their offerings, I'll read through the offerings from the menu here. Since we have a menu. Um, let's see. Everything is served. All meals are served with a choice of entree, side, non-alcoholic beverage, and a build-your-own-sundae. Uh, let's see. You can get the chili cheese corn chips burger, all-American burger, mushroom and Swiss, sunny side up, which looks to have bacon and eggs on it. Uh, pulled pork barbecue burger. And then they also have a plant-based burger and a hand-breaded chicken sandwich. Uh, or a wedge... Oh, and then they have a wedge salad, which I think is its own entree. And then for sides, french fries or onion rings, and or you can get a side salad. And then for children, it looks like their children's menu uh, meal is served in a sand bucket. You can get a turkey sandwich or a garden salad with chicken or chicken breast tenders. Or a cheeseburger, or macaroni and cheese, or an Uncrustables peanut butter and jelly. Um, and let's see. I'm sure those are served with some sides, too, but the writing is too tiny for me to see what they are. Um, yeah, and they don't tell you much about the toppings that are that are included. Uh, as far as alcoholic choices, margarita, Bud Light, and Safari Amber are your choices for um, alcoholic beverages. You know, I, I think in looking at this... Fourteen ninety nine for the kids menu. Um, if you told me I was getting an uncrustable side, a sundae, and a soda for fourteen ninety nine, that's a tough. It's a tough sell. That's a tough fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. I uh, put a burger or, or an order of chicken nuggets there. Okay, it's a little more palatable. Yeah, you're getting a bucket too. Um, I think twenty two dollars on the adult side. I think, you know, considering theme park prices, I think that's a pretty good price point. It's not terrible. It's not, compared to the children's price, it's not terrible. But they're both just, like, slightly high. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what would you pay for it if you just went up to the quick service, ordered something, you know, ordered a burger? But these are more fancy burgers. They are. It's a better cut of meat. Yeah. Or cuts of meat, you know. Um, they are kind of fancy. They they look to be stacked pretty high. Um I'm just looking at it and thinking, 
we're looking at about $100 for our family of four for right. quick service. Right. And now a lot of times, um, both myself and my two girls are not um, huge eaters. So a lot of times between the three of us girls, we can share two quick service meals right. easily. And I don't know that how that would work out someplace like this. And I usually, wonder if everyone's required to get a meal. I would kind of think so. I mean, or else you're taking up the table space and you, know, you are charged like on a per person basis. So, And now here comes Lily, who's 13, who wants just an order of chicken nuggets because she doesn't want a deluxe burger. Are they going to charge her the 23? Usually they're pretty good about that. That If you order off the kid's menu and you maybe are under like, you know, the age of 18, Mm -hmm. um, I think they usually just charge you the kid's price unless, you know, obviously if you're at a buffet or something, then that doesn't work, but they would probably do that. I just, I see it being kind of an expensive meal for something that in the end is kind of just quick service. Right. I don't know. The burgers do look good. You're on vacation. Everything's going to be overly priced. Uh, I think it's a good, I think it's a good concept, and I I'd like to see it at more at more places. It's nice to be able right. to make that reservation, and if you are trying to make a reservation, know what you already have set. It's a fairly reasonable price compared to other types of sit down dining that you might do. Right. So I don't know, not okay. bad. Well, we'll have to get some input from somebody who goes. If you go, let us know how it is. Yeah. And in our last news story tonight is an exciting piece for me, although we won't see this for a while. Uh, but they've released some concept art for the transport system that's going to be used to bring guests from the Star Wars Hotel, uh, which will be behind Hollywood Studios, uh, over to Galaxy's Edge. So we all know that part of this kind of starship experience is that you're going to be brought over to Galaxy's Edge like after hours um, so that you can take part in whatever type of adventure you you take part in. Uh, But what they've done is they've heavily modified uh, a bus you know, um, <laughs> it's funny. I'm like looking at the concept art and I'm like, oh, that's still a bus. It's still a bus. But what they've done is the way they've parked it. Uh, there's a jetway that comes out of the hotel into your transport ship. Uh, and you can't see the main part of the bus because it's behind a wall from the jetway. But it looks to be there are parts that are sticking outside that wall, um, which will be visible, which will have some type of a starship uh, mock up to them. Um and the interior of the bus uh, is designed to look like a transport ship in the Star Wars universe. And all of the bus's uh, seats will face inward. And it is designed to look like you're in a space capsule. And the cool part of it is in the windows, uh, they've got, instead of actual glass windows, they look to be uh, 4K. Well, not, we don't know. I don't know if they're going to be 4K displays. They probably will be. Uh, but they're display screens that act as windows. So while your bus, I'm sorry, your transport ship is traveling, uh, they'll probably be showing star fields. Maybe you'll be passing some other uh, starships, uh, and it will bring you. You know, I'm sure the bus, I'm sure the transport will make the jump to light speed at some point, and then come out of light speed. So that stuff will all go on uh, until it brings you to the entry point at Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. So, okay, so wait, you have to. Where is this taking me from? From the Star Wars Hotel. Yeah. Which is at the back of Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Or at the back of Hollywood Studios. All right. Over to Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Because don't forget. Into the park. The whole part, the whole theme of the Star Wars Hotel is that it is a totally immersive experience. Right. You're on a starship and a star cruiser in outer space. Essentially, it's an outer space cruise. Okay. And you get to spend time in Galaxy's Edge to go to the planet Batuu. I'm not sure that you get to go to any other part of the park. 
Right, wouldn't make sense. Because it's a Star Wars thing. Right. So whatever adventure or excursion you are on is going to bring you to Galaxy's Edge. Well, in order to do that, you know, you're not going to board a Disney bus mm-hmm. to get over there because then that it would seems not like be so, immersive. such a short... Like, I'm it seems sure like they could have done golf carts I'm for sure him. they'll drive you around the parking lot once <laughs> or twice <laughs> to make the trip a little longer. Um, does anyone have any idea? How are you actually, like, getting to this? Like, how would people check into the hotel for the start? Because I didn't know if this was supposed to take you, like, from the airport to the no, hotel. or no, what. That, the... and that's still to be determined. So we don't know that Right. Yet. Well, we don't know um, if guests are going to have a centralized check-in and then take a you know, similar shuttle that takes you from wherever you check in to the resort, to the mm-hmm. Star Cruiser, uh, Starliner, whatever they're going to call it. Um, but essentially, you're, it, it, you know, look at it like a cruise. You're going to have 60 rooms, probably all leaving at the same time. You know, maybe this is an overnight thing. It could be one night, two nights, three nights. We just don't know yet. But we do know that part of the experience is going over to Batu. Yeah, I would think that there's they're going to have to have something maybe similar to this that's going to take you from you know, earth right? where you just, you know, where you just left and, you know, transition you from well, where you Well, it's you from your star cruiser, right, at your resort, your hotel. Well, no, but even to just check in there, like, how do you get to space to be in this thing? Right, and that's to be determined. Gotcha. I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some type of space cruise terminal. Mm-hmm. Much like you go to Port Canaveral, check in at the Disney cruise terminal. Right. I'm sure that they're going to have some type of spaceport. Right. Or space terminal. I wonder if they'll use something similar to this or this exact thing to bring you over and just maybe show different screens. Right. Because it wouldn't make sense to build this for the, you know, quarter mile That's what I was thinking. Right. It's such a short, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could walk it. Right. So, all right. Um, I have two other short stories before we end. Oh, bonus stories. (laughs) Over at Disneyland. uh, It's all about things that have fallen apart at Disneyland. Um... On August 9th, which is, you know, it's going back 10 days, but we don't talk about Disneyland a lot, uh, a piece of plaster rock work fell off of the Matterhorn during after-hours maintenance. Did you hear about that? I did. I had not. That seems a little scary. Yeah, they just closed one side of the ride and kept things moving the next day. I know, but, like, from the background of what I do, I work for um, structural engineers as a um, you do? as administrative assistant. Wow. I do. And this kind of thing, like when things start falling off of buildings, it usually means the building itself is just sort of falling apart. It's not an isolated incident. So I don't know, a piece, the si- a piece of plaster the size of a, it was described as the size of a bedroom door seems concerning. What? Don't let the mouse get you. <laughs> And then the second story uh, over at Disneyland on August 11th, uh, looks like their train broke down. Uh, I guess an axle broke and uh, riders had to be evacuated off of there. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard if it's back in service I, that, yet? I did, that story I did not you hear. You didn't hear that? It was, uh, they already had one that was down uh, for service. So they've been down to two trains and I don't know if they're back up again yet, but mm-hmm. um, people are wondering if, I guess there's a little bit of a hill now where the railroad is going that with uh, Galaxy's Edge there, and people are concerned that maybe... Stressing out the train. Right, having to go up that hill. You know, those are pretty old trains. Casey Jr. makes it up their hill. I know. But he was designed for that. He was. All right, well, I think that's all we have for today. Um, I do want to remind everyone that we are on Facebook. You can look for us as the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Excellent. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.